Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 24, Preparing for Personal Revelation. Welcome back to Sister Scriptorians. I thought this week I would start out with a review from one of our listeners. Her name is Lida, and she wrote, You did it again. I woke feeling uneasy this morning and overwhelmed with worry and anxiety. But I got up, said my prayers, and went for a run and turned on your podcast about a wise purpose. It was just what I needed to hear. Lida, thanks so much for writing to me and letting me know about your experience. I am so glad that you're experiencing what I'm experiencing. I go through and I prepare this podcast and then it seems like life just manifests itself with the exact lesson that I need in order to be able to apply what I have just learned. And so I'm so glad that you too are finding answers from the scriptures from the Book of Mormon. And let me ask you, Are you loving Nephi yet? I mean more so than you did before you began listening to this podcast. Isn't he amazing? He is such an amazing role model for us, for every single one of us. And is he becoming less untouchable to you? I think especially for those of us who have learned about Nephi ever since we were little, he just seems like he is heroic, that that we can't possibly relate to him. But as we break this down and we take principle by principle and start practicing it in our lives and becoming more aware of what our Heavenly Father expects of us, and as we see the modeling of Nephi and try to emulate it, are you beginning to see him as less untouchable? That maybe, just maybe, you can also be like Nephi. And are you noticing the formula that Nephi seems to use over and over again that propels him forward? What comes out to me, what I notice is that Nephi cleans up his thinking and he gets it void of all human emotions, those human emotions that are destructive. And he focuses his faith on Jesus Christ. And then he takes action, massive action. And members of the church, we are so good at taking action. We're taught to take action. I mean, really, our sunbeams at three years old are asked to say prayers and to give a talk or say an article of faith in primary. We are taught from very young to take action. We're even taught in a song that many of our mothers sung to us as lullabies when we were infants, teach me all that I must do to live with him someday. And we do because of our faith in Jesus Christ. But have you considered how heavily your faith in Jesus Christ is influenced by your thoughts? By your thoughts about yourself, about your circumstances, but most specifically your thoughts about your Heavenly Father and your Savior, Jesus Christ. And every single one of us has the natural man in us that creates this opposition because there is opposition in all things. 
And it is up to us to learn how to quiet that natural man voice that wants to oppose peace and that wants to rattle and talk excessively, maybe negatively even, when we're trying to receive answers to prayers or guidance from our Heavenly Father. And all of that needs to be quieted. One of the main purposes of us being here on earth is to form and cultivate relationships with one another. But most specifically, with our Heavenly Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And before we can take massive action to get the results that we want, we must begin with our internal stirrings. And Nephi gives an example of this at the end of 1 Nephi chapter 10 and the beginning of chapter 11. So Nephi had just finished listening to the words of his father. Remember, his father had just spoken to them about his vision of the tree of life. And he had also spoken by the power of the Holy Ghost about things to come, about Jerusalem being destroyed, but also about the people being able to come back and build it up again. He told them about the Messiah coming and how he would be baptized and how he would be crucified, but how he would rise again. And Lehi told them they are serving a wise purpose, that they are part of the olive branch that has been broken off and is to be scattered, that it is meant to be scattered because it will be gathered again. Nephi was a part of the family listening to the prophet Lehi, seeing his role in the supreme God's plan, hearing about his Messiah, who he loves. And all of this information was swimming through his mind. And he had a desire that he might see, hear, and know these things also by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Nephi teaches us that this is how Lehi received this information. That Lehi received the ability to be able to prophesy of things to come because of his faith in the Messiah which is a gift of God given to all who diligently seek him. And we see how Nephi is showing us how he diligently sought to know the things of God. And so first he acted with a desire. And a desire is a thought and it's also a feeling. It's a thought, a strong wish or a want, and it's a feeling, a strong feeling or wish for something to happen. And he desired to see, hear, and know the things that his father had spoken of. And he believed that the Lord was able to make them known unto him. What confidence Nephi possessed that he heard a prophet of God and he knew that the Lord would make such things known to him. He believed that. What powerful thoughts were going through his mind to cultivate an understanding that this information would not be held back from him. He desired to know and he believed he would find out. And so this wasn't like the movie Miracle on 34th Street. I think when the girl's in the back of the car and she's trying to believe in Santa Claus, that Santa Claus is going to bring her this outrageous gift that if he did that 
did that, then that must mean that Santa is real. And so she's saying to herself, I believe, I believe it's silly, but I believe no, there was a boldness and a confidence in Nephi that the Lord would answer him. And so he sat pondering in his heart. What sort of things was Nephi pondering? I'm sure he was thinking about not only the words of his father and what he testified of, but also the stirrings of his heart that were stirred up upon hearing the prophet's words. And as he sat pondering these things in his heart, he was caught away in the spirit of the Lord, yea, into an exceedingly high mountain. The spirit of the Lord said unto him, Behold, what desirest thou? Desire, belief, and pondering were all preparatory steps that Nephi took to approach the Lord in faith so that he could ask of the Lord the desires of his heart. Desire, belief, and pondering was the process that cleaned up his thinking so that he could act in faith, so that he could prepare his vessel to be a receiver of spiritual messages and communications from God so that he could obtain the results that he most desired because he desired to see, to hear, and to know. So today's podcast is going to focus on what our part is in order to be able to receive personal revelation. This episode is all about opening the door, inviting communication, and getting our thoughts and our feelings prepared to be able to receive that communication. So when you turn to the scriptures, the scriptures use the words pondering and meditation. And I know that there's some members of the church who feel cautious about the word meditation and worry that it's too woo-woo for them. And I am not an expert in meditating. I've never been to a class. All I know about it really is that you should breathe and breathe, breathe deeply and slowly and rhythmically. And I'm all about breathing. I think we should breathe. My most stressful moments When I'm just feeling so anxious and then I stop and think, oh my gosh, I should breathe. I realized that I'd been holding my breath the whole time. In fact, if I was to write a parenting book, which I never will do, but it would be titled Just Breathe because all of my most tense parenting moments, I realize I'm not breathing. So I'm for breathing. I'm also for learning to still my thoughts and to slow down my heart rate and to learn to achieve stillness and peace. Because all of those things are what I need to be able to do in order to be able to commune with God and to be able to receive his answers. All of those things are what I'm striving to achieve when I am hushing the natural man in me, when I'm stilling the chaos, when I am accepting peace and slowing down my heart rate, and when I am choosing celestial thoughts and just shushing that negative voice in my head. And what I do know about meditation comes from the scriptures, which illustrate the use of it in preparing for prayer, most specifically in preparing to receive personal revelation. In Genesis, it says that at the end of the day, Isaac went out into the field to meditate. Joseph Smith and Signe Rigdom 
we're meditating on John chapter 5, verse 29, about the resurrection of the dead. And this enabled the Lord to be able to give further light and knowledge to them. And this is how we received the beautiful doctrine of the three degrees of glory. They knocked and the Lord answered. The word of wisdom came to us in the exact same way. Joseph Smith was pondering about the use of tobacco in church meetings. And then he received further light and knowledge giving us instruction on how to be able to keep these vessels that our souls are within clean and pure to be able to commune with God. In D&C section 138, back in 1918, we received more revelation because of the ponderings of President Joseph F. Smith. He was contemplating on Peter's words regarding the Lord's visitation to the spirit world and about the great atoning sacrifice of the Son of God, the redemption of the world, and the great and wonderful love made manifest by the Father and the Son in the coming of the Redeemer into the world. And as he was pondering on these things, that is when light and knowledge about the Savior's visit to the spirit world and about the righteous dead in paradise, and the continuing of the gospel being preached even beyond the veil. And it gave us a glimpse as to what happens and what work we're engaged in when we leave this life. I know many people who have lost a loved one that they have received peace from this doctrine, all because of the pondering and meditation of President Joseph F. Smith. So I've given you some hints as to what we should be meditating or pondering on. But let's continue to look at the scriptures and to discover what the Lord's suggestions are. In Psalms, it says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the works of thy hands. Isn't this the way we feel when we are out in nature? Isn't that why so many people feel close to God when they are enjoying the beauty and creations of the earth? It isn't fantasy that some people feel close to God when they hike in his mountains or for like me, when I'm sitting on his shores and I witness the power of the ocean and the magnificence of the ocean waters of this earth. We're also supposed to ponder on the characteristics and attributes of God, as Moroni counsels us to do when he says, Behold, I would exhort you that when you shall read these things, if it be wisdom in God that ye should read them, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men, from the creation of Adam even down until the time that ye shall receive these things and ponder it in your hearts. Our ability to remember who we are communing with, to remember that he is real, to remember he lives, to remember he is without blemish, and who he truly is helps us to be able to build that relationship while we are preparing for personal revelation. I want to encourage you to refer back to the characteristics of God, those two episodes that might help to be able to help your mind have a correct knowledge of who God is. This knowledge and these thoughts lead us to cultivate the tender feelings necessary for revelation. It's how we dispel the panic and the anger and the fear and the neediness 
and we replace it with calm and joy and love and that confidence that comes with independence, the kind of independence that is secure on depending on him. In Psalms, it also says, my meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. And this is the kind of feeling we want to be able to cultivate in our hearts as we draw unto him and clean up our thinking and open our hearts to those sweet emotions that meditating upon these things can bring. Later on in 2 Nephi chapter 4, Nephi will record for us how pondering upon the scriptures has affected him. He writes, And upon these I write the things of my soul, and many of the scriptures which are engraven upon the plates of brass. For my soul delighteth in the scriptures, and my heart pondereth them, and writeth them for the learning and the profit of my children. Behold, my soul delighteth in the things of the Lord, and my heart pondereth continually upon the things which I have seen and heard. This love and this tenderness and focus on doing it all for our children speaks to the intent behind us even becoming sister scriptorians. It's so that we will be filled with this godly love as we read the word of God and we understand it and we apply it and ponder upon all that we have seen and heard, upon our personal miracles, upon the tender mercies of the Lord, how he shows up for us, previous answers to prayers and guidance of the Spirit in our daily lives. To ponder and meditate upon these things shows the Lord we haven't forgotten, that we're grateful and that we can be trusted with more. So when we come to the Lord in prayer to receive personal revelation, begin with meditating Meditate on all that he has created. Meditate on the wonders of this world. Meditate on his characteristics and how grateful you are to be able to have a relationship with him. Meditate on your tender mercies. Meditate on things you've read in the scriptures. Meditate on past miracles and past answers to prayers. And what are we promised if we do all of this? The Lord promises us that when we treasure up in our minds continually the words of life, that we need not fret about what we're going to say in any given moment when he calls upon us. He'll give it to us in that very hour when we need it. He promises that after we study it out in our minds and then ask him if it be right, he will answer. And if it is right, He will cause our bosom to burn within us. King David taught that because he meditates on the testimony of the Lord, he obtained more understanding than all of his teachers. Another blessing can be found in the introduction of the Book of Mormon in the form of an invitation. It says, We invite all men everywhere to read the Book of Mormon to ponder in their hearts the messages it contains, and then to ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, if the book is true. Those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the Holy Ghost. 
I often hear people who've said they've read the Book of Mormon and then they ask if it's true, but they're skipping the step to ponder upon the teachings within the book and then the Holy Ghost will answer that it's true. Nephi teaches us that this is the Lord's way of communication. And he does so by teaching that a characteristic of God is that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is how he has always been communicating with his children. In times of old, as in in times to come, he should manifest himself unto the children of men in this way. Our part is to diligently seek him, to communicate with him by the power of the Holy Ghost. This is our walk of faith, and not to be done without him, but to be done through the way that he has prepared for us from the foundation of this world, that we must repent and we must come unto him. And he promises that if we diligently seek, we shall find, and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto us by the power of the Holy Ghost. This is how it has always been done. His course is one eternal round. So as we return back to Nephi, He is sitting there, and there he is. He's desiring, he's believing, and he's pondering. And there comes a point when he is caught away in the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit, when it's present, it actually changes and alters Nephi's surroundings. And the Spirit asks, Behold, what desirest thou? And then Nephi answered, After studying and pondering, meditation, and how to prepare myself to receive heavenly guidance. This whole process no longer feels as unattainable to me as it did even a week ago. Our preparation of doing our part, of settling our soul, of chiseling out time to spend in solitude and quiet contemplation, and turning inward and managing those internal thoughts and filling ourselves with feelings of love for our God and our Savior, for gratitude for things He has created for us and the scriptures He has given us, and remembering and expressing gratitude for the miracles and tender mercies and answers to prayers that He has already given us, pondering and remembering those things then invites the Spirit to speak to us and ask us, Behold, what desirest thou? Sister Scriptorians, I challenge you this week to find time to meditate and ponder, to remember your blessings that you've already received, those tender mercies, those miracles, and answers to prayer, to be in awe of God's creations and all of His works, to ponder in your heart the scriptures. And then when the time is right and you feel the Spirit speaking to you to ask, ask your questions and then be prepared to listen. Have a good day.